Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu brothers and sisters Welcome back to the After School Dawah podcast We're here with my boy Saad, Tahmid and Ismail This is definitely our... Damn, sorry <laughs> Go on, go on, you guys, go on, say it, say it Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu I like how Ismail said it the way like he's very confused. Well, Barakat, who? 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 <laughs> but yeah, we definitely, this is definitely our first take of trying this episode today. <laughs> uh, that being said, it's not. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, we are continuing on with the Kiyama series. If you remember, in our first part of the Kiyama series, we spoke about the misconceptions about the Day of Judgment. Second part, we spoke about what actually happened on the Day of Judgment, what actually will happen on the Day of Judgment. And today, we are going to be talking about the minor signs that will lead up to the Day of, um, to the day of Judgment. Um, we will have a link in the description for the 77 minor signs of Kiyama. Right? It's going to be a page and it will have reference to each one of the points. Well, not every one of the points, but all the points you can get references for, it will give you references for them. And in this episode, we won't mention all 77 points because then we'll, we're going to be here for like two hours. Uh, um, so you can read it there, but we will mention some of the important ones. And we've chosen ones that do have references anyway. But yeah, so with that said, um, the first sign um, that was mentioned on this list is that good deeds will decrease so you know basically what it's saying is that one of the signs minor signs when it comes well, that that indicates that the day of judgment is coming closer is that good deeds will be less known you know mm -hmm. and you know obviously it doesn't give us that much information but what it does remind me of is the fact that right now if we really think about it like we mentioned it in one of our episodes i'm pretty sure that yeah, the addiction episode. Yeah, we mentioned it there. Like, you know, bad deeds, right? Sins mm. have become more socially acceptable. And then on yeah. the other hand, when you have like, let's say, a Muslim doing like loads of good deeds, then he's like, oh, this guy's too much, bro. This guy's too, too Islamic, man. This guy's too extreme. You know. Yeah. So what's happening? Like socially speaking, bad deeds are becoming more socially acceptable, whereas good deeds, not all good deeds right but definitely some like you know praying five times a day on time everything like this right is becoming mm. less acceptable right so i think that kind of like kind of proves towards the idea because obviously if one's more acceptable the other one's less then that that, that by definition would mean that people are less inclined to do good deeds in it especially right. when bad deeds are easier to do so definitely something that's you know that that's really indicating not our time right now um the next point we highlighted was and this is by bukhari right power and authority will be given to the wrong people as soon as i heard this i was like yep donald trump right there <laughs> <laughs> you know boris but johnson even yeah. a lot of people before him as well man. yeah definitely and it's not that like look, look across the country bro like you know i'm not gonna go too political with this year but there's plenty of countries muslim countries as well who have you know who have you know they don't have leaders that inspire us that, yeah. you know, that's what i'll say um and definitely that's a sign that i believe has really come to pass now 
um you know you when you look around at different countries there's it, it is more likely the case that the leader is someone who is the worst possible leader you can have than someone who isn't um and then in muslim countries you barely even have any leaders anyway you know um, yeah. unfortunately so definitely that's something that's come around the next point is that honesty will be lost mm. so what do you what do you think that means i think people are more inclined to hide the truth than show it right so rather feed lies to people uh, and trying to kind of like handle the situation through lies rather than truth right or mm. even hide the truth from them so that they will never find out um, yeah, it's kind of like be, lies have become more normal. Yeah, like I'm finding more acceptable to do lies than say the truth. Especially with the advent of social media and stuff, a lot of people oh, yeah, display true, fake true. lives, yeah. lies with that. Like you know, lies just become a lot more common. Like someone's yeah, social yeah. entire social media could be a complete lie. It's like a separate mm. life, in it, essentially. Yeah, man. Where they use all the filters and stuff. You see them in real <laughs> life, you're like, yo. That's I mean, I'm not talking, I wasn't yo, talking about catfishing, but sure. You don't have a that dog. Too. That was Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like fake lifestyles that people show on social media just to, you know, make someone else jealous yeah. or big their well, reputation. You know, they, they just yeah. want to, like, they, they. I don't even think it's like making other people jealous. I think it's like they just want to, you know, they're so depressed about their own life. They just want to yeah. live a lie online mm. to satisfy themselves. Because when know. you see it, imagine what what do people post on their stories and on their Instagram and stuff? They don't post, "Oh, I'm sad today," or oh, "I, I, yeah, I yeah. cried today." They post, oh, "I'm out with my friends. I'm at the movies. Yeah. I'm eating nice food." You know, no one posts the the bad, the downsides of their life in it. Yeah, and so yeah, essentially, it, ends, it just builds up to become a lie and a lie because you just yeah. constantly see, say, one person posts a good thing every day, just like, "Damn, this guy's living the life." You know, every day the news is sick. You know, but you don't know what's happening behind the scenes and therefore so yeah then definitely like honesty has been lost in that in that in that sense you know Mm -hmm. because everyone's everyone's portraying a lie of themselves yeah yeah for example like with the new even news news um even with the news as well we were normally fed lies or we're fed things that you know that that they hide the truth away like you know for example like the yemen crisis or they talk about other things here and there uh they wouldn't really like shine the the real uh important matters yeah they would to sideline that in order to show you something else so you, so you yeah. wouldn't never it's, like, it's like they just want to grab your attention so whatever has the best titles will get you exactly you know and they try to hide away from like these important matters that for example what's happening in palestine for example they don't really look at that much but they will show you something else that's even worse maybe worse to them but for example you know what i mean this is just the things that we kind of see and that's the reason why many people don't trust the news no more hmm definitely yeah so then the next point which is very interesting again this is referenced by Bukhari Muslim Ibn Majah and Ahmed so the point is that the disappearance of knowledge and the appearance of ignorance and that is definitely a case like yeah. if we compare like let's say Muslim Umar, we compare it today to 50 years ago to 100 years ago to 300 years ago like yeah. in terms of scholars how many scholars did we like great scholars did we have then compared to now yeah it is crazy and not even that like when you go to muslim countries and stuff like that it's the scholars that are getting persecuted you know people are spreading you know why because the people that are spreading the message of islam you know if they go around doing their thing then the authority goes to islam not the government you know 
Um, so, you know, we have less scholars now than we did before. And it's just decreasing. It's just decreasing over time. So, and then obviously with the lack of knowledge, what's grown now? You know, ignorance. You know, we talk about misconceptions so much. That's where the reason for misconception is ignorance. You know, even like, let's yeah. say, like I remember uh, watching this video in it where people who were Muslim... Um, they they left the religion in it. They converted to like other religions, right? Or they just stopped being Muslim in it and didn't have any beef, yeah. right? That like you you hear these videos and you listen to their reasons behind it, and the reasons behind it have nothing to do with what Islam actually is. You know, like so one of them's like, yeah, I'm not a Muslim anymore because I don't believe in forced marriage. I'm like, yo, there's no forced marriage in Islam, mate. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> You know, I'm not a Muslim I, anymore because I don't like so-called Korean, ex-Muslims. You know? <laughs> I I saw one, probably funny one. I probably told you about it before. Uh, he goes, uh, I I left. One of the reasons I left Islam is because if we have Google Maps and stuff nowadays, why can't we find the Juj and my Juj? Bro, I lost it. He's like, technology's so advanced, so we have Google Maps. How come we not found the Juj and my Juj? It doesn't make sense. I was like, all right, yeah, you do you, bro. <laughs> You oh go look days. for him, yeah. <laughs> Have fun with that, mate. <laughs> Take out your Google Maps. You probably like typed it in, and it yeah, Jude, Matt Jude, and then Google oh, Maps was like no result. And he's like, Yeah, Allah, bro, Islam bro, is not real, bro. It's all a lie. <laughs> it was all a lie. <laughs> Even Google all these are the truth. Improved. Now the next point is really interesting, right? Two large groups adhering to the same religious teaching, and listen to this carefully, same religious teaching will fight each other with large numbers of casualties. Mm. Well, what does that remind you of? Beef. Sectarianism. In yeah, sectarianism in Islam. You know, you got Sunni Shia, obviously mass- massive casualties there between them two. And mm. then you have all the other, like, Ten hundred sects within, um, so so within Sunnism, you know, and uh, we definitely have that. Like, we have the same religious teachings, quote unquote, um, and we always fight amongst each other, and definitely other religions as well, you know, like Christianity. Like, bro, how many different types of Christianity are there, man? Protestant, like, loads, Catholic, loads. Catholic, Catholic, Protestant thing was a massive flipping thing. Yeah, that was yeah. a massive. Thing. Yeah. I like yeah, I remember like in college we had like I think like spiritual awareness day or something and then we had someone from each like each faith come by and there were like yeah. ten different people that came for Christianity but ten, ten different kinds and Wallah bro these law considered each one to be a different religion in itself. Not a sect but a religion in itself. Like they were like mm. we are like I remember one time like <laughs> we went to like this one um, like this one uh, religion person in it and imagine this right we were in the room like me and my friends walk in and like in the room like 90% of us are Asian in it and Muslim right basically right <laughs> and then the lady was like yeah so basically in this religion we don't believe in stupid stuff like Adam and Eve and <laughs> I don't know if she realised that Muslims believe in that too because all of us in the room was like Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> she was probably thinking like, "Oh, they're not Christians, so I can say this, isn't it?" <laughs> yeah. She just went in on it, and then, bro, no one took it seriously after that, as expected. <laughs> we don't believe in stupid stuff like Adam and Eve, and uh, we're like, "Okay, miss, goodbye." 
Um, but yeah, anyways, um, the next one we highlighted was when people begin to compete with others in the construction of taller buildings. And this was oh yeah. Uh, this is by Bukhari. very. Sorry, what? This was referenced by Bukhari. Oh, okay. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. Um, I was going to say that this is very um, represented in, 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 especially inside the Middle East, where there are very tall buildings. And, you know, um, it's kind of seen over there, the competition of who's going to make the next tallest building or the next kind of like monument structure kind of thing that's happening down there. So um, that one's already kind of existing right now, as we speak. You know, what's really funny is like, okay, so this is a sign of the Day of Judgment, isn't it? Bro, within the Muslim community, we ha- our people are doing it the most, man. Like you got <laughs> Dubai, right? What was the, what was the tallest building in Dubai? Burj Khalifa. Burj Khalifa, and then, bro, um, like right now you got the, all the Arabs doing it, you know, trying to build the tallest building. So that's definitely a sign that's reached. Um, you know, it's it's no longer about making sure that all the homeless people get homes. Nah, bro, we just need to make the most massive building going, bro. It doesn't even mm-hmm. need to be inhabitable as long as it's, bro, as long as we can show off to our Western brother. But yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, the next point is, uh, and quite interesting, a man will pass by a grave and wish that he was in that place. And this was again referenced by Bukhari. Now, uh, reading this, I. I think I assume that it's talking about like suicide and stuff and it's definitely like a case like you don't have to be Muslim to know this in it like mental health is getting worse you know and suicide rates are getting really really high especially for men like men suicide rates are really high um, so that's definitely something there do you guys have anything to add to that? Point. Pretty much the same thought of that suicide thought. That's the first thing that came to my mind as well. Hmm. Yeah. The next point was the consumption of intoxicants will be widespread by Bukhari and Muslim. Ah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's happened. Yeah, yeah. Who drinks alcohol? Bro? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what alcohol is, bro. Something that's happening. A lot of people do drink alcohol. Uh, and even drugs, having drugs as well. Yeah. So alcohol is pretty much embedded in Western culture. <laughs> Sorry, what's the point? I said he was being sarcastic. Anyway, yeah, it's not going to get the sarcasm from leave it. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, yeah, de- definitely like yo, alcohol is embedded in Western culture, bro. Like you can't, you can't have a life without alcohol, bro. You know, that, that's just how it is. Well, so, I mean, if you're not Muslim, then. <laughs> bro, even not Muslim. Huh? What would you say? I said if you're not Muslim. Yeah, but even for Muslims, like, Muslims at uni and stuff, bro, they yeah, just go into drinking alcohol, bro, because they're like, yo, yeah. if I don't drink alcohol, I can't, like, alcohol is a part of student um, student life, and I can't do that. Yeah, so then, really you like- know, I, I'm not going to have the mm. full university experience. Yeah, I'm missing you know? out on this and that. I want to try Yeah. Yeah, um, and it's definitely it's definitely a big issue like alcohol and drugs. You know, people want to be drunk, people want to be intoxicated more than they want to be sober, and there's a reason for that. But we'll talk about that in a different episode. Um, but anyways, <laughs> uh, the next point is adultery, adultery, and fornication will be prevalent. 
so yeah, this is That's definitely really the true. case um you know like bro even in schools they encourage you to have sex They're like ah oh, no sex is healthy man who needs marriage uh, people are less inclined for marriage they're like ah oh, no marriage well marriage isn't even this necessary man as long as a lover man is fine man <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, even marriage. Yeah, it's been it's basically like the the reputation that marriage has is kind of being like, uh, in a way destroyed because yeah, of these yeah. kind of open relationship kind of ideology that people live in with this whole, you know, uh, in society nowadays with this open relationship or you know, um, dating multiple people whilst being in a relationship. This kind of um, ideology that people live by, um, kind of like ruins the reputation of marriage. They think marriage shouldn't even like they try even get marriage out. You know what I mean? Marriage won't exist in their relationship. Yeah, mm. and it's like every time like uh, the girl like brings up marriage, the guy's like, "Oh wow, why do we need to get married? I already love you." Now, like you need to understand, right? That marriage is not just like marriage is a proof of that love that you have, because it's something that's legally like by law is so it it it, it puts you in a binding contract you know like when it comes to normal relationships like bro you can do whatever the heck you want like there's nothing to stop you bro like bro like you know if if I, if one person like let's say there's a guy and he has a girlfriend yeah and then like bro they're like oh yeah i don't believe in marriage so then they both like you know have a baby start a family and then the guy just gets off bro you know <laughs> what marriage does it protects everything you know, obviously, like, even now, like, yo, know, if the guy gets up, he still has to pay for, like, child support in it, but that's it, right? That's different. But then with the actual, uh, you know, husband and wife or boyfriend, girlfriend, like, there's there's a contract. And the, the point of marriage is that it's meant to protect you, meant to protect both parties yeah. from anything. Um, hmm. But, yeah, anyway, that that is definitely prevalent, you know. Um, so that's the sign. And it's scary. Like, how many signs have we mentioned now? Quite a few. And pretty much all of these have been... Um, happening, yeah, you know, and it's not even like a question of is it been happening, is it not? Nah, bro, it's definitely been happening, and sure. we've been skipping a lot as well. Um, mm. Another sign that we highlighted was only the rich receive a share of any gain, and the poor do not. And this was referenced by Tamidi. So, uh, can you explain this one? Um, so this could be in reference to um, potentially like handing out shares of. Um, well, it actually, it could be a reference to like tax, could be a reference to um, uh, monetary gain in terms of like um, business dealings. Uh, I, th- so I like think it's some... a ref- reference to income inequality. You know how like yeah, the one yeah, percent, uh, like the one percent has ninety nine percent of the wealth, and then the other like everyone else has like nothing. Yeah, well, I, 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 yeah, that, that could be a more general example, but I was thinking of more specific examples, like, when you know, when you pay tax, like, not a lot of it actually goes towards homeless um, intervention, uh, homelessness intervention. No, think it about just goes Grenfell. to the military, man, it goes to uh, producing exactly, more bro. Think about Think about Grenfell that happened in the UK, how many years did it actually take for them to actually... Uh, you know actually set up a good system um, for those people that lost yeah they may have given them temporary accommodation for like how many how how many of the weeks but after that what happened you know it went off their mind they didn't care anymore some I, I saw some news stories that I can't remember exactly but some of the Grenfell um, you know uh, that that people that went homeless and they couldn't they found it hard to survive after the first few weeks they found no real support from the government yeah uh, well, and it imagine took, you know, how it would have been talking about it 
Imagine how it would have been if if Granfer had like no recognition like through social oh, media. Bro, they they, they would have been homeless, all of them, man. Yep. And like, nothing would have been said. Alright, so the next point is when voices are raised in the mosque to media. Oh, the uncle <laughs> bro, we hear that too much. <laughs> oh, the uncle. Bro, uncle G, bro. Yeah, bro. But like, uh, bro, Dafne, do you remember like in Shafran where like all we were all time. like having that, uh, we were having like that, like that circle right at the end and mm. then some old guy just comes in he's like, I've been, I've been trying to pray my sunnah, yeah, but you lot out here talking about Islam and all of this crap, yeah, <laughs> and like just ruining my prayer and then the old guy in our group was like shouting back at him in Bengali, of course, as well, in Bengali, by the way. <laughs> you remember that? I think I remember, yeah, yeah. It, it rings a bell, it rings a bell. Bro, it's happened so many times, when It's such a... It's true as well. Yeah. Especially with the older generation to the younger generation. Yeah. It's like, they think for some reason they're more entitled than the younger generation to the most just because they've been there longer. Yeah, or definitely, man. They feel like, realize oh, that. Like, they, they feel yeah. like... You know what? Like, I remember seeing, like, um, a sign somewhere like someone took a picture of a sign um in, in, i think this was in turkey in it outside a mosque and it says that one in if you don't hear any children then fear for the next generation mm. like if you don't hear yeah, any children laughing yeah. fear for the and it's so true you know like if you look in the past in it that like, the mosque wasn't just a pray a place for like you know five people to pray and that's it you know it was like a community center you know for yeah, the muslims it was, it was a center you know um, like the Sahabas, they used to wrestle in the mosque, man. They used to train yeah. in the mosque. Now, now nah, it's just for prayer. That's it. And that's why, like you, you know, in the mosque. Yeah, our, that's why our younger generation they don't like they don't they, they have no connection. connection to the mosque. They have no connection yeah. to the mosque. Why would they? Because every time they go to the mosque, all that's <clears> happening is they get judged. Oh, you got faith, you know. And then like you know, like and then the old people just shout at them. <laughs> you know, that's mm. it, really. So I think it also comes from the the issue also comes from the fact that most imams, not all of them, but most of them, uh, are from you know either back home or very traditional, yeah, and they don't yeah. they don't understand the societal yeah, so context of the young and, and generation. And like, yo, like like even me, like I, I wouldn't have any connection with an imam like that, you know. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with him from being from back home, but for me, like what what would I have to talk to him about? Or like, is yep. he? If I if I have any problems, is he is he going to be able to help me? There's no connection yeah. to you know society yeah, and yeah. to the younger generation um, specifically, and I think that you know it, it's it's difficult to say where it exactly comes from, but I think it's just this constant loop of teaching from their teacher to their teacher to their teacher of like only focus on the basics of Islam. If you know if you if someone comes at you with a question that is slightly out of what you what you know then just ignore it and tell them you don't know um or don't bother i think about it is like let's say for example bengali masjids right now if you look at bangladesh there's definitely really good scholars in bangladesh in it but it's not necessarily the scholars who uh, migrate to the uk mm. for example who is it that migrates to the uk it's it's the small village isn't it obviously the least wealthy people are the ones that are most likely to leave the country in it because mm. they want a better life which is completely fine but what comes with that is that well, what comes with that is the imams that you see here the imams that came from those small villages they're not necessarily the very qualified scholars and stuff like that right? yeah, true, true, so true. and these normal villages you know where do they get this teaching from 
for them they're just like they just get their teaching from their own villages because you know mm. for them it's not like it's not like the uk where it's very easy to go from city to city you know mm. um people they stay within their communities stay within their things so they get so they get taught within there and yeah so a lot of culture is mixed into it parents will give birth to their masters something like basically um children will ch- treat their parents like slaves definitely slaves. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and that's a very very deep one big one as well i mean what it means essentially is that a mother can give a mother gives birth to a master yeah that was it mm. that's how mm. i heard it that's how it was phrased and it's yeah, true yeah. because you know you see the state of a uh, majority of kids nowadays yeah <clears throat> they feel like so the parents are there um to fulfill to their every need and do whatever mm-hmm. they ask instead of showing the respect and you know things that they deserve and their rights instead of mm. showing them their rights they just treat them like slaves and it's honestly really depressing mm. and uh, conversely though the parents you know they pamper and the kids so much mm. and they they treat the parents sometimes treat you know the kids like um like you know kind of royalty almost right um and they pamper and provide for them so much that they'd never learn for themselves and yeah, they become reliant upon that and then they find out ways to manipulate their parents emotionally and physically and that's happening more and more in society you see more and more kind of these stories about uh teen murders his parents teen does this teen does that um and even even beyond that you see like you know um kind of when because of social media and tiktok and facebook and kind of even before that to an extent like um instagram and stuff um the when the when the young generation learn about it they use it to their advantage they gain money they gain status they gain ego and they suddenly no longer need their parents and whenever their parents ask them for help they just shun them away like a you know like like you mentioned a master would do to a slave they don't respect their rights they don't respect their own responsibilities even to the even to the lowest societal level you look which is when kids grow up they just say to their parents look i can't look after you go to a care home take out look after yourself why should i look after you why should i provide for your food why should i provide for your care your home you know you know how you have no place in my life anymore what's the point how people i think it's like kind of like with society and it it's it's about rights bro you know it's like how like you know how they say like your students have all the rights when it comes to school right in the household is the same the children are the ones with the most rights i i I can tell you this right i remember um now one of my family friends in it like uh i think uh like the dad in it he the dad he's he's a bit um i think he like he hit his kid or something right like this one time like he doesn't know like he doesn't like he's not he doesn't beat them all the time in it but i think he got like really uh, really annoyed or something and then Mm. like he just slapped him across the face or something in it and Mm. you know the kid he he went he he called the police on his dad legit he he called the police on his dad what happened after that in it um after that police came authorities came they took the kids away the kids away and separated the parents no way yeah well and the thing is it's peak because okay i can't really say much about the dad in it but i know i know the mom personally and like bro you don't understand how hard she works for her kids and imagine like she couldn't even see her kids like legit for a good year bro she couldn't like she wasn't even legal she she wasn't legally allowed to know where her kids were you know 
definitely the rights are to the children, bro. And mm. the, the problem with the rights to the children is the children don't know. They don't know any better. Like, obviously, after this kid, he did that. He regretted it because he was like, I want to be with my mom. I want to be with my mom. You know? But, mm. like, they were like, nah, nah, I can't do that. Yeah, I can't do that. You know? And, you know, it's a real situation, you know? And like even if you look at how people were treating their parents back in the day the amount of respect they had for them yeah mm-hmm. listening to this one uh, lecture on youtube rights of the parents and it's just talking about your father right not even your just your father and we all know when mother is treated seen it but both parents have their rights as i was talking about the father and what i was also saying it's a couple of rights you have to fulfill to your parents one being for example like if they're sitting on the floor, it'd be disrespect for you to sit on a sofa or a chair anywhere higher. You have to sit on the same level or low. Hmm. I'm gonna a... dig a hole and sit underneath, bro. <laughs> like <laughs> if you like, they would consider it disrespect if you sit higher than them. So and I I noticed that because I was like, oh my, sometimes my mom sits on the floor in the living room, and I'm just there sitting on the sofa. And now every time I'm conscious of that, I think of it, like, yeah, yeah. Another one, was, imagine, another one was like if you're working with your dad you cannot walk in front of him you always have to be by his side or behind him mm. i was like so i was thinking about all the times so i was like and these little things but it's true in it because yeah. when you implement them you realize crap respect isn't just yeah you know a thing you show is i mean sorry not just something you I say, it's, say some, it's something you do yeah. it's shown in your behavior like behavior yeah. and and I think like nowadays, like especially like in Asian communities, we kind of just like it, it, we we have this culture of making fun of parents. Mm, yeah. You know, like in Instagram and something like how many freaking like TikToks have you seen where, like, they just make fun of like the parent. Like they do it as a joke in it, uh, but like they make fun of parents in it and their culture and everything and the way they treat their kids and stuff like that in it. And then, like, yeah, it was joking. It's full of like fun and stuff like that, but. In the end, it always just undermines parents. Like, you mm. can't treat your parents... You can't see your parents seriously, you know? Especially, yeah. like, when you have parents that came from back home, innit? Um, like, you, you you know, and... You know, because of, like, these type of TikTok videos, they're, like, always making fun of, like, parents with accents and stuff, like, innit? Because, like, from back home and stuff. And then you see your parents, and you're like, oh, yo, I'm, I'm born in the UK, and I speak English properly, so I know, I know better than my parents, man. Yeah, yeah. Don't take them seriously. Mm. Like honestly, that that is really like the case for a lot of people, and I feel like it is. You know, a lot of these type of things just coming together, and yeah, it's very common, I guess, to to make fun of like that type of stuff in it. Jazakallah uh, for listening to uh, today's podcast. Um, make sure to check out our Yemen um, fundraiser uh, we have in our bios. You can check on the after school that were uh, page as well. Um, it will be on the description of our YouTube as well. And also yeah. the description as well. Um, a lot of things are happening down there, and they really do need our support. And we have the, uh, the the resources as well as the wealth that they do not have, so we should be able to share that without hesitance. So please, yeah. uh, any amount is uh, acceptable. Doesn't matter if it's just a quid or even a penny. Like, but how much ever you want to give, please go ahead and donate to our fundraiser. Uh, it's on. Um, do you, do you know the link of the fundraiser? Justgiving.com slash save Yemen now, I think it was. Yep. Yeah, yep. save Yemen now. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah, yeah. so if you and, do that, and, yeah if you don't know about what's going on in yemen we we spoke all about it in our last episode titled yemen the crisis of today in it so go ahead and check that out and uh we'll see you in the next one jazakallahu khair assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh